Hello, hello, Trike Patrol fans. Once again, we are back. Thank you for tuning in to the official Trike Patrol podcast. It's your host, Mr. C. All right, number 24 of the interviews. Here we are. It's been a blast. It's been a lot of fun with all these interviews, especially getting to know a lot of these folks a little more. And today is going to be another very, very interesting interview and i know there's going to be a lot of comments and uh there's going to be some uh debates or or such <laughs> well today we are dropping the interview of king baloo aka kb now he's a very popular fella very interesting guy i'll tell you that um it was a very very interesting interview now this guy has put together a lot of content um he has i don't know maybe 40 50 maybe more i let's just say he has for sure made a name for himself in the filipina porn industry um king blue he gets a lot of uh gets a lot of feedback on his content well for one he brings so many beautiful filipinas to our screens and to Trike Patrol, and well, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of interesting comments about his mask. Uh, some folks don't like it. Now he explains a little bit about the mask. He kind of gives a message about the mask. So it, it's let's just say this guy is a very interesting fella. He's a great guy in my opinion. He was a lot of fun to talk to. Very very interesting again, and I know. Everyone's going to enjoy it. Uh, please forgive the quality of the audio on my end. Um, I I had to do this from, uh, I was actually in the car, um, hands-free, of course, driving, um, doing this interview. It just, uh, with everybody's schedule, both of our schedules, I just had to squeeze it in. It was very hard to catch them. So I, I couldn't turn down an interview with KB. So tune in, and I know you will enjoy this interview and this is what this podcast is all about because you know instead of going back and forth in comments and on twitter or in the member section now you know people get to speak for themselves so again just enjoy tune in and again thank you for tuning in to the official track patrol podcast and it's your host mr c We have a special guest with us um, today, a very interesting fella. We <laughs> know who he is on his lap alone. Oh no. We got Mr. KB with us. Yeah, KB, KB in the What's house. What's up, KB? Yeah, hello, 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 hello. So, um, in case you don't know who KB is for some damn reason, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, well, um, I'm a white guy. And uh, for my English, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, I hail from the United States of America. And uh, I've been here on and off in the Philippines for over a decade, uh, shooting adult videos. And that's about it, I guess. I did. And uh, another thing I want to point out, he's the guy with the mask. Yeah, you know what? 
everybody needs to shut the fuck up about that mask. I don't care if you know, no, I've, I've heard it so many times where people are like, oh, stop wearing the mask, just blow your face. Motherfuckers, do you realize that if I have to blur my face for everything, not only is the square that ends up covering uh, the blur section, the blur area, going to be bigger than the fucking mask, but on top of that, I, I, sit, I have to sit there and do um, keyframing in uh, the video editor. So frame by frame by frame, I have to move this motherfucking blur. So you know what? If you don't like the mask, I don't give a shit. Why, like, why, why do people get obsessed and upset over that in the first place? I mean, like, we're shooting adult videos here. Yeah, why are you trying to look at my face? You know, look at the, look at look at the girl. Hey, bro, I like the mask. Thank you. You're very welcome. I, I, it's cool. It's a very nice one. Well, the Guy Fox theme was uh, not really intentional uh, as any kind of political statement or anything like that. Uh, it just so happened that the year that it was really popular for a Halloween mask was the year I decided to get into trying to wear these masks to uh, reduce the amount of time that I take in uh, editing. And so uh, it was around Halloween time, and I went out and I bought like fucking two dozen of them. They were dirt cheap, so. Okay, so do you change the mask, or the mask every shoot? No. No, I mean, I been wearing pretty much the same two masks until they break down. From all the rough fucking, right? <laughs> Actually, uh, they take a little bit of a beating when it comes to packing and unpacking and they get moved around and girls jump on the bed without looking and they end up stepping on it and cracking one right down the middle and they're like, oh shit, okay, well, time to do a new one. Shit happens, right? Yeah, exactly. In this business, everything is completely unpredictable. Oh, yeah, I will agree with you on that. Whatever got you into it, man? I'm really curious. What got me into it? Okay, um, well, true story. I kind of, um, was a bad boy in the United States who, uh, one, I was working uh, the graveyard shift in a retail joint that sold adult videos. So I was exposed to porn videos all for, for an entire like eight to ten hour shift. And uh, when I was working there, I had this knack of bringing my camera and um, sometimes being able to talk the girls right out of their panties on the showroom floor and taking pictures. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, my boss wasn't too happy about that, but you know. <laughs> so uh, it was an HR thing, right? It was, well, no, it was, it was just a you know if you're taking pictures, we need to have two two five seven compliance and no 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 no. Like, hey, bro, you know. If I'm letting them into the shop and I have a question about their age, I'll ask them for ID as they're stepping through the door. If a girl shows me that she's 18 and she's really flirty, yeah, I'm going to see if I can get her to drop her panties on the showroom floor. That's just a guy thing to do. And I was quite successful at it. My, <laughs> my boss would watch the videos the next day and then he would call me up and he'd be like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> So anyway, well, it wasn't every girl, but when I would get a you know a young teenager esque eighteen nineteen year old girl in there, and she was obviously really excited about being in the shop, and 
talking about sex toys and uh, talking about uh, stimulation and sex and everything else. Yeah, it was just the natural thing to do. Oh, hey, by the way, um, I happen to be a photographer, which was a complete fallacy at the time. I just happened to own a decent uh, DSLR. So uh, since I had an expensive camera, they believed the photography line and, um, well, you know, flirtations happen and I like seeing girls naked, so... So, yeah, so what really got me into the business is uh, while I happened to be working there, I uh, kind of fucked up my life. Uh, well, first, let me backtrack a little bit before that. Before I was working at the shop, I was doing something entirely different for a living that um, was rather green. And um, I was self-employed and um, making a lot of money, and I had a lot of time to sit on my ass at home. Uh, working on music and all that yada 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 and so I started with uh, the online dating thing because I to be honest I'm a complete recluse I'm a fucking hermit uh, I don't like going out to clubs uh, I got enough of that shit when I was living in the UN, in the US working as security in um, in bars and nightclubs and everything like that so I, it's not something that I really like to do as a customer you know if you're gonna pay me to be there fine so, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, I, I decided that through a specific period of being single, um, I was going to try some online dating. And um, this one particular website where I was talking to a couple of girls, I got some messages from this just crazy, over-the-top, good-looking Filipina girl. I mean, just crazy over the top beautiful. So um, I'm talking to her for about two months or so. Uh, no video calls, just um, uh, just chatting on, you know, Yahoo Messenger. I mean, if anyone remembers that little even Yahoo existing. Little Yahoo Messenger. Yeah. 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 I think all that shit went the way of the dinosaur. Yeah. So uh, I was talking to this what I assumed was a girl for a couple of months and um, so I walk out to uh, the mailbox one day and I grab uh, the shit out of my mailbox inside of it is uh, one of the local circulars where um, they just put it out in the local area they, they shove it in everyone's uh, mailbox for free and it's got advertisements to all the local businesses and all the yada 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 and then um, so I'm flipping through it and then one particular full page ad really just made my jaw drop because there was a picture of the same girl that I thought I was talking to on the fucking dating site. So, yeah. So it turned out the person that I was talking to on the dating site was actually using the photo of a uh, Filipina celebrity. And this, yeah, well, this particular Filipina celebrity happened to be announcing in the circular her uh, she was on a US tour she was a singer uh, singer and actress I'm not gonna drop her name because that's not very fair to her um, I don't think she knows what I ended up getting into and I don't want this to like come back to haunt her so but uh, but the ad was backed by popular demand and then her name and I was like who the fuck you know how is this possible so the night of the show, I decided I'm going to go, I'm going to show up, I'm going to check this chick out. 
when I got there, I got there late and um, walked up to the front door and uh, asked the security. I was like, you know, well, who's this person and, you know, where? And they're like, oh, well, she was just on a little bit, a little while ago. Her show's already done. Um, but I think she's still here. She's out in uh, her tour van. Uh, it's, it's out back behind the club. I'm like, okay. So I ventured out there, knocked on the door. Um, some bakla, I assume was her manager, uh, ended up answering the door and he's like, uh, what can I do for you? And I was like, I, try, I tried to explain the situation. I said, hey, I've been talking to this girl for a couple of months on an online dating site. And, and then I showed him the ad and I said, this is the picture that was sent to me. So <laughs> for some reason, he goes back in and he tells the girl that um, yeah, there's some Kano outside and he says um, he's been talking to you on an online dating site. So she was confused as fuck. So she comes to the door. I, I re-explain the whole situation to her and um, she invites me in. And I, I mean, it was like, she had like one of those big ass uh, touring Winnebago's. So uh, I go in, I sit down and I explain the whole uh, scenario to her. I said, you know, just really honestly, I said, I'm not here to, you know, give you a hard time or anything like that. I know this person uh, that I've been talking to on the dating site is a fake. She was using your photos and I was just wondering if it would be possible to um, get a photograph of the two of us together so I can send it to this person and say, don't we look nice together? She laughed. She thought it was a great idea. So we uh, took a few pictures and uh, after the pictures were done, she started scrawling on a notepad and uh, ripped off the piece of paper, handed it to me. I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the fuck? This, this girl just gave me her phone number. So, so I ended up with her U.S. phone number and her phone number in the Philippines. And she says, call me anytime. So I was like, whoa, holy shit. This chick actually likes me. So, uh, yeah, we were a little thing for a little while while she was in the U.S. And I suddenly got really, really addicted to Filipinas. I mean, there was no shortage of Filipinas in um, the area of the United States where I was living in. And I had dated a few, but uh, none of them happened to be like quasi-famous actresses from the Philippines until this one. So I got hooked. So segue. King Baloo was born. No, 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 no. Uh, King Baloo wasn't born until Abby. <laughs> yeah, my hairy little fucking monkey. Oh my god, that chick. So I. Yeah, Abby and then she had a threesome too, right? No, 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 no. Abby, I had. Um, Abby was one of the first shoots. Abby, okay, let me explain. Abby was uh, working as a cam model, and um, like I said, I was involved in a uh, home-based operation where I had a lot of downtime to sit in, uh, maybe, let's just say uh, I would manicure flowers. And so, and so while I was trimming and manicuring flowers, um, I would sit there and watch Peni cam models and talk to girls. So uh, Abby was one of the first girls that I talked to from a uh, adult cam modeling site. Uh, I told her, you know, hey, I'm coming to the Philippines in a couple of months, and uh, you know, I, I want to shoot a couple of videos, and would you be interested? And her her answer was. Um, 
it's money. So yeah, I mean, it was just as easy as that. So, <laughs> so anyway, backtracking a little bit. When I was working in the adult store, I was constantly um, exposed to videos. Hot chicks getting fucked. And I thought, well, somebody's got to do this, so uh, might as well be me. So I started uh, developing an interest in how to put together a production company. And uh, that's when I kind of fucked up my life and went on a rampage and uh, kind of beat the shit out of a neighbor of mine and uh, got my ass thrown in the can for a while. While I was inside, a friend of mine who was an electrical engineer, he would travel to the Philippines uh, periodically, like maybe once every six months, and he would be out here for about a month or two. And uh, he would be uh, working with the companies that his company would outsource uh, circuit boards and shit like that. So, so he was coming out to the Philippines and he was having a blast. And uh, he 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 comes and visits me in the joint one day and uh, he says, "Dude, man, I just got back from the Philippines and we went to this club. You know, like one of the guys that I work with, he took me to this club and there was all these hot girls and na 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 na." And um, I took her like into this private room, this VIP room. Yeah, and, he, and he's describing to me everything that I want to hear about this. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, tell me more. And uh, he says, uh, dude, it was so fucking dirt cheap. I had to pay her, but I fucked her, and she was so goddamn hot. I'm like, wow, okay, that's great. Sounds awesome. So he says, this is what I'm going to do. He says, as soon as you get out, I'm going to use some of my frequent flyer miles. Bro, you've been talking about getting into the adult business anyway for a while. So I'm going to hook you up with the ticket to fly out to the Philippines. He says, we'll buy a video camera and uh, you can learn how to do all the editing and all that. And I was already doing graphic design and um, photo touch, you know, retouching and all that kind of shit. Uh, I'm no stranger to Photoshop and advertising and everything. So uh, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 let's do this, let's do this. So uh, when I got out, uh, off I went to the Philippines for my first trip. That is when I met Abby face to face. Abby was cool. Um, she showed up with two girls with her. And she said, oh, these are my friends and um, they're interested in also doing some shoots. I'm like, yeah, you do realize, your friends do realize that I'm going to fuck them on a video, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 it's no problem, no problem. I'm like, all right, cool. So uh, that was uh, Manolin and um, shit, what was her name? Shane, I think. Or uh, Hot Manila Knight, right? Uh, the Manolin and Shane shoot were yeah I, I shot them for HMN well the pictures got released on HMN the videos never got released because um, of a sad to say data you know corruption on uh, the files uh, well I was really I was really paranoid about um, traveling between uh, international borders with uh, homemade porn made in a third world country you know, I'm thinking I get back to the United States and they are going to fucking sweat me hard about, oh, you brought a laptop with you. Okay, so let's see what's on the laptop. 
<coughs> so I was encouraged by Jimmy Regina, who I had already been talking to for a while, to um, make sure that none of those files were on my computer when I crossed the border. So what I did was uh, I encrypted the files and then I uploaded them to a cloud. And thanks to Kim.com and his stupid fucking site, um, all the data I uploaded got corrupted. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I come out for my first trip and I'm thinking, this country is absolutely, absolutely insane. You know, I, I land and like within a matter of a couple of days of landing, I've already got girls showing up. I mean, it was just so easy. And not only did girls show up that I had um, prearranged to meet, but they were also bringing their friends. My initial plan was to uh, come to the Philippines and I was going to shoot six scenes. Only six. Because I figured, all right, let's make some money. If I, do, uh, if I shoot six scenes, that's enough for a DVD. I can release a DVD into the retail sector. So my ori original intention was to only shoot six videos and then be done with the country. Um, but I got addicted. <laughs> well, like I said, I already like Filipino girls because of my experience with this um, well-known uh, artist. And... Um, yeah, once I landed in the Philippines and found out that it was probably the easiest country you could ever go to to shoot adult video, I thought, yeah, I really like this place. The humidity fucking sucks. The heat, it's terrible. But but the girls, yeah. some really hot girls, and um, it, I found it surprisingly easy to get these really beautiful girls to drop their panties and open their legs. So, I thought, yeah, I like this. I like this a lot. Well, let's just say I would say that um, Filipinos are definitely from a different planet. If you're from the United States, coming to the Philippines is like landing on a different planet. It's, it's not just stepping into a different country. It's uh, the culture differences and the attitudes. Yeah, so um, I found that they're easy to talk to. You just make them laugh. So there I am. Or sing, right? They like to sing. Yeah, but I don't sing. I mean, listen to my voice. Yeah, everybody karaoke is here really fucking badly, so... I am not a fan of the karaoke at all. No, it's not. I, I like the, I, I like, I like the drinking the beer part, but the singing, no. Shut the fuck up. Turn the goddamn. You know what? Turn the echo off. You don't need to sound like you're inside of a goddamn seashell. So, so, so no, I am not a fan of the uh, karaoke one bit at all. So. My first trip out here, a friend of mine from the United States who got deported um, uh, back to the Philippines, he says, oh, dude, you ever come to the Philippines? Just let me know. I'll hook you up. I'll let you stay in my house and na, 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 na. So 
I got there and sure as shit, he hooked me up with a big, beautiful home that uh, he was willing to let me use out in the middle of East Buttfuck Province. And uh, yeah, you know, the cow, or not the cow, um, pig breeders next door. So yeah, <laughs> the neighborhood smelled like shit. And <laughs> like my first taste of Philippines was, you know, I, I liked it. But I hated the smell of the pig shit, and I thought, you know, I, I couldn't do this forever. It just turns out... Like, you're from NorCal, you smell it all the time on uh, Highway 5, and you're familiar with the area. <laughs> I've lived all over the United States, actually, so um, the smell of piggeries, I've known it in driving past them. Uh, the smell of cow farms, yeah, I, I grew up in the Midwest, where um, there was a lot of um, cow farming. And uh, big chicken places that do, you know, 10,000 chickens. Good fucking God. I don't want to ever live next to one of those places. They smell like toxic waste dumps. So anyway, so here I am in the province. And, uh, oh, fuck it. I'll just go ahead and say um, my boy gave me his house to use in uh, Bulacan. So here I am in Bulacan. I got this big fucking house. And um, just within, like, two days of arriving... I've already got girls showing up. Like, wow, this is great. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, one of the first girls to show up was Abby and her two friends, uh, Madeline and Shane. So uh, while we're hanging out, I was uh, trying to keep things light, trying to keep the um, trying to keep the uh, atmosphere um, fun. So I'm I'm trying to be kind of a silly goofball to keep these girls constantly laughing so they remain comfortable in my presence. Because after all, I am asking a lot of them. I'm asking a lot of trust. And really, usually, hi, nice to meet you. Um, thank you for coming, by the way. Uh, go into the bathroom. Make sure your asshole is really clean and you've got a fresh shave on your pussy. And we'll get started. You know, just like, as a producer, you're asking these girls a lot. So... The easiest way of uh, doing a job, I think, in um, this kind of realm is to keep the girl laughing. So, Abby, I had her rolling, I mean, just in stitches. She was laughing nonstop, and she kept saying the word, Baloo, Baloo, Baloo. I was like, what the fuck is this blue shit? And she's like, not blue, Baloo. I'm like, all right, what is Baloo? She says, oh, it means crazy. And she said, you're Baloo, you're Baloo. And I was like, oh, okay. And just off the, just off the cuff, I was like, um, well, I'm sorry, but that's not Baloo, okay? To you, you can call me King Baloo. I was just trying to keep the joking going. So that's where the name came from. Ever since? Yeah, yeah, ever since the moniker stuck. <coughs> well, you made a name for yourself, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing, but... <laughs> so a lot, obviously, a lot of people are enjoying the name and the content that comes with it. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, why do I always have to be so goddamn fucking controversial? Yeah. Oh, you, dude, you've seen, the, you've seen the comments on the Trike Patrol site. I've got more critics that are uh, quasi-autistic than I have ever seen in my entire life for anyone else. Well, one reason is because you provided a lot of content, so there's, you know, you get you're all over the site for the last, uh, I don't know, was it seven, eight, nine years or something? Oh, at least. Providing a lot, so you're all over the site, so comments for sure. 
Yeah, and I think a little bit of it has got to do with just a touch of jealousy. Every, every time someone comes onto the site and wants to criticize the mask or criticize the fact that I'm wearing gloves for a couple of months because I happen to have uh, hand surgery, that's what that was all about, by the way. And uh, just everything, they nitpick everything. Jesus fucking Christ, if you don't like the way I shoot it, bro, come here to the Philippines, shoot your own video. Well, I will say, you well. do very well picking models. You have brought a lot of really cute models. Well, I guess that's one of the nice things about being a producer. I get to choose who I work with. And if I don't like a girl, I could say, no, I'm not sticking my dick in you. Sorry, you know. But if I like a girl, yeah, then, yeah, it, it, it's on. <laughs> uh, I chase it. Now, I do want to bring up a specific model, Joy, which I always brag about. I mean, uh, oh, Big Booby Joy. Uh, oh, yeah, Big Booby Teen Joy. Oh, uh, yeah, she, she had miracle tits. Supernatural, right? They were natural. Um, when you can, is it's extremely rare to run into a girl with a set of knockers like that in the Philippines. I've actually had uh, two girls with bodies like that as girlfriends, and they were absolutely impossible to keep. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> when a girl knows her tits are that hot, she's nothing but trouble in this country. Don't even try. The looks for sure. No, the girl that was taking a piss was, um, oh fuck, what was her stage name? Shit, you're gonna make me open files here. Um, hang on, I don't, re oh Christ, I don't even have that drive plugged in. Hang on a second. Um, I think she had, oh, Yumi. Um, milk coming out of her titties. If, uh, if anybody remembers that, <laughs> that scene. Yumi, actually, Yumi did not have uh, any milk in her boobs. Oh, she was just, she just had big boobs. Oh, just big boobs. Sorry. I mean, there's just so many chicks that you know I get mixed up sometimes. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Like uh, most of my models, um, she's a, she's a mother now, so. <laughs> yeah, by now most of them are right. Well, in the Philippines, it's not. Uh, it's pretty normal to be like 19 with kids, right? With three kids or something. <laughs> well, uh, let's just say that um, my history here in the Philippines, um, the Catholic Church pretty much controls the minds of most of the people here. And uh, they seem very adamantly against practicing family planning or uh, any kind of, you know, the Catholic Church is against birth control. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they end up mothers quite young here. <laughs> yep, as we, uh, as I've seen personally. So yeah, that's a whole different story. But uh, thank you for sharing. <laughs> so I want to talk about a couple other scenes. Um, how about Sabiera, or how do you say it? Sabiera? Do you remember her? Jesus Christ, do I remember her? Oh, yeah, dude. I was banging her for a while off camera. <laughs> and, yeah, and she was, I think, 2017 stunner of the year. Probably the top trike patrol scene of that year. Was it 2017 or 2018? But, all I, but it doesn't matter the year. She was a stunning, beautiful, sexy, perfect ass 
Filipina, and you are one lucky guy to have banged her, um, as you said, off camera as well, so many times. <laughs> well, the thing about her was um, she was already an extremely in-demand freelance model. The photographers loved her because she would be willing to get naked. And um, uh, let's face it, 99% of the photographers in this country, the only reason why they get into photography and they go ahead and spend the money for a, a, you know, a decent camera is because they want to be in the same room with naked girls. So, yeah, she was already wildly in demand. She was constantly working. And um, when I met her, she was just so personable and a lot of fun to hang out with. And um, even though I uh, didn't shoot her the first night I met her, I was um, I was actually scheduled to shoot her friend, uh, Trisha. But, oh, shit. I shouldn't have said Trisha. Um, the fuck was her name? Scarlett. That was her name. Scarlett, okay, yeah. Beautiful LBFM Scarlett. Um, another probably top 10, top 20 all-time tri-patrol scene. Yes, yeah, Scarlett and uh, Sabier were a package deal. <laughs> oh, shit, that's so, a package, I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, I met them both face-to-face for the first time on the same night. And uh, we got back to the hotel and ordered a couple of pizzas, you know, a couple of bottles of wine. And uh, next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking Xavier in the living room. And um, Scarlett's just there hanging out. And she was just fun as fuck. So, so yeah. Yeah, so uh, when it comes to Filipino content, you have for sure done your part. Um, you've provided a lot of just great content and scenes for Trek Patrol and for your own uh, site. And so I, I really adore everything you have done. Um, all the scenes you've shot. I mean, like I always say, you are the king. <laughs> I like to brag about that a lot. Well, uh, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't really go that far. I mean, the whole King Baloo shit. I mean, like I said earlier, that that was just from joking around. I mean, that, that's got nothing to do with uh, my personal ego or anything like that. Yeah, but, you know, you, like I said, you've done a great, uh, great job. So now, are you in the Philippines right now? In fact, I am. Now, I, I, I'm always, because as myself, um, I've left the States um, back in the days, went to the Philippines to go to school and all that shit. So I know what it's like coming from America and having to adapt to the Philippines and just just living there. So what, what would you say is some of the differences that uh, might might be interesting to our listeners to hear? Well, if you're from the United States and ever... Uh visited florida and landing here is like landing in florida it's hot it's muggy and um it's just in general a very uncomfortable place to be outside i mean unless you're at the beach the water in the ocean here is awesome it is it's as warm as a bathtub but um and then then we get into the cultural differences and the differences in how People in general go about their day-to-day -day lives. It's it's a different planet. I, I've never seen uh, drivers this bad, except for maybe in India. <laughs> like they're really bad drivers here. <laughs> there's, there's no discipline, and, and I'm being freaking honest. And I've driven from the province to Manila, and each time I freaking drove to Manila, I got pulled over. And they call it one for one reason. I 
totally forgot about the freaking coding. So I, I wasn't I wasn't supposed yeah. to drive to Manila on a Friday. I went and my dumbass went to Manila on a Friday. Right away, got pulled over on uh, Mindanao Street or whatever, and you know had to throw a, yeah. uh, a little uh, a little cheese, you know, to get uh to get out of it. But you know, and also swerving, I got pulled over for freaking changing lanes or whatever too damn fast. But it's like, dude, are there even lanes in Manila? Like, are, like, come on, who follows the damn lanes when driving in? Nobody, bro. Nobody knows what a fucking lane is in this country. <laughs> that that's that's for fact. I'm I'm like I'm a bundle of nerves. Every time I have to get into a car, I, I don't drive in Manila. I'll drive in the province, no problem. But uh, in Manila, forget it. I hate driving in Manila. <laughs> okay, uh, I, 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 yeah, I gave up. It's it's impossible. You know, it's and then when you get to a stoplight, there's like four. I swear to God, I remember stopping the first time at a stoplight driving in Manila, and there as I've stopped. All of a sudden, there's like 50 motorcycles just surrounding me. You know, it's like, uh, and if I hit one, I'm gonna be asked to pay. You know, whatever, you know, to get out of it when it's not even my freaking fault. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the differences that people need to be aware of um, when coming to this country. You guys got to realize that if you're gonna if you're gonna get behind the wheel, you got to realize that if anyone hits you. It's still your fault, especially if you're a foreigner. It's always your fault. Yes, when you and, show that um, license, that California, New York, or whatever Florida license, and they see that you're from America, you know. And really, as a as a tourist, if you don't have your uh, Philippine driver's license, they want you to carry your passport because you are given, I think, three to six months, something like that. But you have to prove when you arrived in the Philippines. And I told the I told the MDMA, whatever they call the local freaking um you know uh whatever you call them the patrol or whatever it's like i'm not driving around with my passport no you know so it's pretty pretty dumb it's like i'll just carry yeah, that's actually flight ticket or whatever yeah that's actually another uh, good piece of advice for uh first timers coming to the philippines don't carry your passport that's a bad idea yeah because all it's gonna take is one little fucking run in and you're going to get some douchebag who wants money from you and uh, that passport. Oh, yeah. They, they love taking people's passports here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you come to this country, take a photo Xerox copy of your passport. Leave the actual passport hidden at home or in your hotel or whatever. Very good advice. Very good advice. Now, how about when it comes to, to food? Have you, are you, are you able to eat whatever or do you kind of, are you limited on your options? But I know there's a lot of American foods now out there, you know, there's like Burger King and all that, you know, they have some decent burgers. I never really found good Mexican food, which, uh, you know, I love Mexican food, so, but it's really hard to find out there, you know. Mexican food is a rare oddity that you really, really have to be lucky to stumble across. And uh, no, it's the truth. Um, Mexican food here in this country, not good. <laughs> they do not do Mexican food well at all. No, I agree with that. But there's a lot of good, uh, like, gyros. Um, if people don't know what I'm talking about, maybe gyros. Well, but I, from my understanding, it's gyro. But they have a lot of that in shawarmas, like, everywhere. That's a big thing that um, Filipinos love, are shawarmas and gyros. 
So, you know, when it comes to food, there's always that option. I know there's a couple subways around, but you'll never find a good American sandwich, I'll tell you that. Or I like to say sandwich. <laughs> yeah, well, Burger King was uh, fine back in the day. Yeah. But now that they moved over to this impossible meat substitute shit, Burger King can kiss my fucking ass. Fuck them. I will never eat one of their fucking fake meat burgers ever again. Bro, you have Fuck the you, Burger King. <laughs> you have the option to get a regular burger. You know, I like Burger King. Don't don't say that about Burger King. I like them. <laughs> I love Burger King, bro. Give me a fucking three meat whopper with cheese and just, uh, you know, I'm a true carnivore. I, I, I love that. Uh, <laughs> the first time I came here, I was a fat boy because of Burger King. Every night on my way um, to go on my way to work when I was working as security in a club, I would always down two of those big-ass fucking 2,000-calorie burgers uh, on the drive over. And just, <laughs> oh, my God, <laughs> eat those things all the time. Yeah, you turn into a big fucking hippo. Anyway, so um, uh, the last time we ordered, see, now everybody orders uh, food through Grab. Grab will deliver just about anything. At a very you. good price, right? And no, it's not a very good price. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, good yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, they tack on a few dollars, and yeah. It still beats sitting in traffic and trying to fuck with uh, <laughs> the congestion on the road just to fly out the Burger King. Yeah, so, traffic, um, is, traffic is, a, uh, is a nightmare out there, I will say. So I guess Burger King made the Impossible Whopper as an option in the United States. Well, it doesn't seem to be an option here in the Philippines. Oh, that's why. Oh, that's yeah. why you were a little uh, mad at Burger King for doing that. Oh yeah, it's an option here. I'm, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm not a little mad. Yeah. I'm not a little mad. I'm I'm fucking livid. <laughs> it tastes like shit. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not what we're used to, you know, and that's the thing, you know, in the Philippines, that's I, I when I was there for years at a time, it's like I just want a burger that I grew up eating, you know, and I can never find it until I found Burger King on Rotonda and Welcome in Manila when I was I would literally cut cut classes to go get a burger because that's how much I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> Good old days. Oh, well, uh, I suppose I'll give them another shot, but only if it's one of those situations where I happen to be driving by and I can go in and be very specific. Do not give me that plant-based fucking hockey puck. It tastes like shit. Don't even try to feed it to me. I want a fucking dead cow. That's it. Yeah, I don't think they're going to quite understand what you're, where you're going with it, but you, you, know, you might have to be a little more specific. Just, you know, give me a real burger. <laughs> right. Right. That's another thing. Do you ever have a hard time communicating with Filipinas? Because, like myself, you know, our English is um, a little slang uh, compared to like Europeans. Like those speak a little more proper English, and in the Philippines, their English is a little more proper than ours, right? So you have to kind of slow it down, kind of like use certain words, you know. Like if you and I talk, we could talk like this, and we'll understand each other. But in the Philippines, I found it's different. You gotta. Be a little more clear, slow it down, use certain words. Yes, everybody complains that I do speak too fast in this country. Well, that's how I say, like, to a lot of the Mexicans I know. Uh, you know, when they speak Spanish, they just... Blah, 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 blah. It's like, if you slow down, I can pick up right. words and I can understand. But it's, it, when it's your own language, you speak it at your own pace, right? 
Right. Well, I mean, like I'm comfortable with the language. I was raised speaking it, so yeah. <laughs> English is supposed to be uh, one of the two national languages in the languages in this country. I don't know what the fuck happened, but they don't exactly do English really well here. Well, it, well, now it's also Korean. Like everybody is a Korean uh, drama or fan of you know the fucking TV shows and. Um, the boy bands, that's like really big. Last time I was in the Philippines, it's like everybody listened to freaking Korean music. It's like, how are you listening to something you don't understand? Like, what the, what, what's up, Philippines? <laughs> oh, they only, well, yeah, the, the melodramas that are uh, from Korean TV, they get uh, translated into, uh, or they get voiced over in Tagalog for uh, the TV shows here. Oh, and, uh, I know it's really big. Yeah, it used to be back in the day that if you came here and you were, you know, a white American, holy fucking shit, you would have them lined around the block. Nowadays, girls don't want to give you the time of day because I'm not Korean, so. Yeah, I noticed that in Walking Street when I was out there. It's like there's just so many Koreans and, you know, I guess chicks like Koreans now. But, hey, I'd rather be American, I'll tell you that. That's because of the, that's because of the Korean with a prostitute rule. It's it's the rule of threes, three thousand pesos for three minutes, only taking three inches. Well, again, I'd rather be an American. <laughs> yeah. But when I've got girls telling me that they don't want to sleep with me because I'm too goddamn big for them and they like Korean guys because they have normal-sized dicks, I'm like, you know, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I guess they like getting tickled, right? <laughs> There's a lot of Korean criminals here in this country. A lot of Korean, I guess, what you would call gangsters from Korea. And... Uh, it, it turns out, and the truth is, is that uh, South Korea is not a very happy place for Koreans to live. Even though it's a considered a first world nation, um, and they have a lot of opportunity and uh, jobs, and uh, they've got way better chances than they do in North Korea. That's for goddamn sure. But uh, yeah, a I lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of the Koreans that end up here in the Philippines. Um, I swear to God, like 90% of them are criminals that are wanted in South Korea. And that's the reason why they're here is because they fled South Korea. So, well, so a lot, now in, uh, a lot of, in Angeles city, I don't know if you're familiar with that area, but, uh, yeah, when I would go to Angeles, it's like all Koreans now, you know, all the business, like the bars exactly. are all owned by Americans is now owned by Koreans or used to be awesome. because all of it. Because all the Koreans, all the Korean criminals came up here with all their fraud money. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, they tried taking over Angeles City. Yeah, it looks like they were somewhat successful, right? Because, uh, you know, a lot of businesses seem to just be owned by Koreans now in AC. So, um, yeah, less Americans, I'd say. Well, the Americans, um, you know, every time an American is running a, uh, a bar in Angeles City, they get run out of town yep. because um because here corruption is just brutally bad I mean, if, if you're running a bar in angeles city you're gonna get a visit from the police and you are going to be told how much and we're talking 
tens of thousands in pesos worth of uh, donations to uh, your local police department. So yeah, no, no <laughs> you pay, get these Americans. Closed down. All of a sudden you have that yeah, you, on your door that says closed. I've seen it. Yep. 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 So the Americans here, they're just like, no, I, you know, I'm not going to pay you off just to stay in business. Man, your doors are shut. Uh, and also, it's been a, like I always tell people, it's been a while since our, our bases were open. So I want to say we're, that's one reason that we might be seeing less Americans. Do you agree? I've kind of felt that way. Yeah. I, yeah, I really think the amount of Americans uh, coming to this country has thinned out in uh, drastic numbers. Yes. Yeah. I, I've, I've made that point, too. It's like the... The, the older generation that used to go to AC all the time, you know, that were that had the uh, opportunity as a serviceman to, to stay and, you know, be based out there, they're, they're, they're a lot older now. So they're not making the trips anymore. And the newer generations just aren't as, you know, American as compared to, like, like I said, it's the Koreans now. You got the Aussies. And they're a lot closer, too, compared to, to the States. So that's probably it's easier for them to make, you know, trips out there frequently. I think um, I think as it goes right now, the highest number of foreigners in the Philippines are Chinese. Correct. Followed by followed by Koreans in the second close place. Um, followed in third place by Australians. Followed by fourth place. I would say probably Nigeria holds fourth place. Yeah, and it's funny. It's, 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 I, I would go. It's Nigeria central in this country. Yeah. And, I, and I've, well, also uh, South Africans, because I would be in the club, and every time I'd see a, a what I would thought think was an American, I'd go, you know, I say, hey, what's up, man? You know, what's up, bro? Uh, that's just me. And sometimes I was, so you're American, and I know like, I'm from South Africa, and you know, but you know, it was always cool to meet nice people, and you know, I, I went to High so a lot. That was my place. Um, again, that's in Angeles City. Um, so that was a lot, a lot of fun. I, for 3,000 pesos, I'd get me a, a, a small little table and, you know, ask some girls if they want to have some drinks and enjoy the night. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, those days are over. 3,000, 3K for a table? Forget it. <laughs> that's not happening now. Uh, yeah, that's not, that's not happening now. Really? Wow. I know the bigger tables were 10,000. It's consumable, though. You know, you just like you just have to spend the, that amount of money. If you don't spend it, you still got to pay that price. And if you go over, you, you pay with yeah, the difference. Yeah. Did you ever go into time when it was open in Makati before they got raided? Uh, in in Metro, I would go to um, High Society. Uh, I, I'm I'm an idiot. I, no, um, Valkyrie. That's the only place I would really go, and I would go to like Kesnav. Um, you know, but no, I haven't I haven't heard of the place you just mentioned. Time was great. Um, we've had some uh, really, really um, good talent for DJs on the uh, international scene, including um, uh, what's what, what's her name? The, the ex porn star turned DJ uh, Sasha Gray. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Sasha Gray. Yeah, if, if uh, you know who I'm talking about, that the model that I have with the stage name Sasha. Yeah, yeah. I she sure was. Do. Yeah. She, she was a big Sasha Gray fan, so that's why she chose Sasha as her uh, stage name. So I heard Sasha Gray was going to be playing at time. So I, I took 
Sasha and my girl there that night just to surprise her. And oh my God. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Yeah, as they say, it's more fun in the Philippines. I'd say that, you know, and it's a, it's a great place. But time, yeah, time was one of those places where you could get a stand up table for 3K, and 3K bought you a bottle. Uh, like Jack Daniels, but I mean, come on, let's be realistic here. Three K, that's like that's like a seventy-five fucking dollar bottle of Jack Daniels. Which out here, I mean, not even till now, alcohol hasn't really gone too much up in price. Um, so even now, Jack is, I want to say, um, just the regular size bottle is probably fifteen bucks. You know, so and even then, if you're saying it was three K, that's pretty damn expensive. Yeah, seventy-five dollars is a little bit excessive for a bottle of Jack Daniels for a stand-up table, anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we we go into Royal and we pay pay ten, fifteen thousand in consumables, and we would get a booth, you know. Yeah. And a lot of fucking liquor flowing at the table, so I mean, you get your money's worth in some places, some places you don't. But places like Time were really great because you could uh, run into an international crowd. Uh, because we had some like really stellar DJs coming through there. Uh-huh. Poor time, rest in peace. Yeah. Well, uh, are you? Do you have any links you want to share on um, for our listeners, bro? Lakes. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I know you're still on Twitter, correct? Yes, I'm uh, at symbol KBHMNTP. Uh, short for King Baloo Hot Manila Nights Trike Patrol. So KBHMNTP on Twitter. And then um, I've run that clusterfuck hotmanilanights.com for ages. Uh, one of these days I'll uh, actually get it popping again. I've just been in a really shitty business relationship and I decided, you know what? If my webmaster doesn't want to do his job, then fuck you. I'm not doing any updates. I'll starve you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners, bro? Uh, no. Hey, too bad we don't have a call in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that would be pretty fun, right? Oh, that would be wild. Get one of my fucking stalkers. <laughs> yeah. Well... For now, I know we're going to talk about the near future, bro, but uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, and it's going to be a very, very interesting interview for all of our fans and listeners to enjoy. Uh, I'm looking forward to the comments from uh, the haters. <laughs> they should be funny. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna brew my coffee and get it ready before I uh, watch the uh, or I check out the comments because I'm sure it's going to be pretty interesting. But hey, you know, uh, comments, feedback, only make us better. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, it, you it annoys, know, uh, annoys us sometimes, but hey, it's a business. You know, we have to, we got to listen to the fans. Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's not my fault that the chick that they've been talking to for fucking six months has been double timing them and fucking every guy on the side <laughs> when <laughs> when they when they can't afford to bring their ass to the Philippines and marry the bitch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well you know that's why we provide them with the content of beautiful filipinas while they're in the states to enjoy right yes and if it happens to be your fiance that you're 
madly in love with. I'm sorry, bro. She didn't tell me about you. And you got you you guys got to realize something that uh, life can be difficult here. And sometimes these girls do jobs that uh, are based on financial decisions. And uh, you know, if if you're not sending her a shitload of fucking money. She's going to come to somebody like me and she's going to say, oh, well, here's a fucking one month payout in one day of work. So, yeah, sure. But, you know, if, if, if you're engaged to one of these girls and then you end up seeing her later on the site, also try to remember that uh, these scenes are held back. So it wasn't just shot three days before you seen it on the site. You know, cut the girl some slack. Talk to her. You know, find out maybe if she was going through some shit in her life where she needed a lot of money and if it was before you. Because, you know, sometimes it's not all about you. No, it's not, right? And I'm keeping the mask. If you hate it, I don't give a fuck. You guys heard it. He's keeping the mask. You know, I personally, I don't mind the mask. I'm not, I'm not, as a fan years ago, I wasn't really tuning in to, to watch the mask. I was tuning in to watch the beautiful Filipinas getting uh, their peck pecs uh, plowed by KB himself with the mask on. <laughs> right. I mean, one would tend to think that the feature should be the model itself. Not me. <laughs> Not KB in his mask, right? Right. All right, bro. Well, uh, we'll talk again soon. And um, hey, maybe a part two if you're uh, if you're up for it. All right. Oh yeah, anytime because you know I'm just, <laughs> I, I I could go on forever. I guess. Yeah, we haven't even touched a lot of other topics, which I said before the interview that you know you and I we should probably do that off camera because we won't shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll enjoy it a little bit too much. All right, bro. Well, I'm gonna let well, you hey. go, and uh, we'll have a part two uh, sometime soon, perhaps. Sounds good, Mr. C. I appreciate the time. All right. You take care, bro. Talk to you soon. Bye, brother.